Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina. I'm bringing you today's word for March 24, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the miracles of God. Man, I love God. God and the miracle working power. Sometimes we just need to be reminded of God's miracle working power. God can do anything. God can do all things. There's nothing God can't do. I'm one of those people that if you speak to me for a few minutes, you're going to feel like you can do anything. You will be inspired and motivated, not because of me, but because of him. I'm not a motivational speaker. I'm not to, here to tell you to unlock the power of I. No, I'm, I'm here to tell you that I can do nothing. I'm here to tell you that we can do nothing. Outside of God, we can do nothing, but in God, we can do all things. I want you to, 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 to refocus, recalibrate your vision and be it locked up into heaven so that you can see what God sees for your life, so that you can believe what God believes about you, so that you can walk in your divine purpose and your divine assignment, because you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are not a mistake. You were deployed to this planet for such a time as this. And I want you and God wants you to walk in the fullness of your divine assignment. And right now there are people that are watching live and they're praying for you. We believe God. We are a, a Grace Life family. We believe God for one another. We pray for one another. We lift each other up and we will never tear each other down. So right now, this is part 52 of this series on the miracles of Jesus. I'm, I got stuck on this miracle of the feeding of the 4,000. So this is part nine of that. But the title of today's message is the danger of being double-minded. I'm going to teach you today that it is dangerous to be double-minded. Put in the chat, I will not be double-minded. There, There's a danger associated with being double-minded, and I'm going to teach about it. You ready? Get ready to receive. Yes, when you're born again, the only part of you that was born again was your spirit and your soul was not born again. And so your mind is in your soul. And when you get born again, you are a new man. You have this new reality. You're born from above. You have the Holy Spirit. All of these things happen. You were called out of darkness into the marvelous light. You were translated into the kingdom of God's dear son. You were seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. All of that happened, but you don't know how to live like what you are. You have this spiritual reality, all things made new but you don't know how to live like it. So you are a new man living in an old body in need of a new mind. And today I'm, I'm going to talk about not just renewing your conscious mind, but renewing your subconscious mind as well. I will not be, put it in the chat, I will not be double-minded. All right. Psalms 126 and verse four is something we've been looking at all year. It's a scripture that the Lord gave my pastors, my spiritual parents for our church. And it's something I'm meditating on, so I share it with you. This is what the Bible says, Psalms 126 and verse 4 from the Passion Translation. Now, Lord, <laughs> do it again. Say, do it again. Lord, do it again for me. Do it again. Restore me to my former glory. There was Whatever I lost along the way, whatever passion, zeal, desire that I lost along the way, if I've ever lost anything for, uh, while I'm walking with you, God, Lord, do it again. Restore it. Restore me to the former glory. And my prayer, and this is what the text says, may streams of God's refreshing flow over you until every dry heart is drenched again. This is a season of refreshing. This is a season of restoring for us. You are refreshed and you're revived and you're restored in this season. Say amen to that. All right. So let me talk about 
Mark chapter 8, verses 1 through 21. And then I got a couple other scriptures, passages to share with you in this morning. I got to remind you of the story. I do this every day. Why, Rick, do you go over the same stuff over and over again? Well, I've told you before, because you don't get it the first time. Don't try to act like you got it already. You don't have it already. There's levels of revelation. So in Mark chapter 8, uh, verses 1 through 21, Jesus fed 4,000 people with seven loaves of bread. When he was done, and, and when I when I say Jesus fed 5,000 and 4,000, that's not really what happened. That's just, they only counted the men. So when you talk about 5,000 men, <clears throat> not counting women and children, that could have easily been 20,000. 4,000 men, not counting women and children, that could have easily been 16,000, whatever. So I'm, I'm talking about this could be like super duper crowds. But anyway, let's just deal with the men. Jesus fed 4,000 men with, with, you know, with seven loaves of bread. And as after everybody ate until they were full, there were seven baskets of food left over. They they have a run-in then with the Pharisees. The Pharisees want Jesus to do like perform a miracle on demand. Like, <laughs> and Jesus is like, dude, I, I'm not doing, I, I don't have anything to prove to you. And so he gets into the boat and they leave. And as they're leaving, the disciples realize that they only have one loaf of bread. They start to complain. Oh my God, what are we going to do? Oh my God, oh my God, what are we going to eat? Oh my God. And it was like, what? And Jesus was frustrated. Jesus was like, I can't believe that you guys are complaining about not having enough food. Did, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I want to make sure uh, you guys were there. Were you there? W weren't you there when we fed the 5,000? Yes, Lord, we were there. W wasn't the vision loads multiplying in your hands? Yes, Lord, it, it, it was. And when we, and then after everybody ate and, and they were full, how many baskets of food were left over? They said 12. He said, well, just now, a few minutes ago, we just fed 4,000 men, not counting the women and children, with seven loaves of bread. Uh, weren't you there? Yeah, we were there. W wasn't the, the bread multiplying in your hands? Yes, it was. Well, how many baskets of food were left over? Well, seven. It was like, well, why are you complain? He says, do you have eyes and can't see? Do you have ears and, and can't hear? Is it, do you have a heart and you, you don't understand? I, I, I don't get it. Like, what is wrong with y'all? Why don't you understand this? Why are you complaining about God not being the source for food? How can you have a doubt when it comes to food if you've experienced all that you've experienced? So what does this mean? for you today. Before I get into that, let me share two more passages with you. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 17 and 18 from the easy to read version, the Bible says, this is Paul's prayer. He says, I always pray to the great and glorious Father, the Lord of our, the, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that he, God, will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him so that you would know him better. I pray that God would open up your minds to see his truth. Then you would know the hope that he has chosen you to have and you will know the blessings that God has promised his great and glorious people. I want to focus in on this line. Excuse me. I pray that God will open your minds to see his truth. This is Ephesians 1, 17 and 18. I see that some people are putting this in the chat. So the line says, I pray that God will open your minds to see his truth. That's from the easy to read version. Let me give you that one line in other versions. The New Living Translation says, I pray that your hearts would be flooded with light so that you can understand. The Holman Christian Bible uh, translation reads, I pray that the perception of your mind may be enlightened so that you would know. The J.V. Phillips translation reads, I pray that you may receive the inner illumination of the Holy Spirit so that you would realize. And then the Message Bible reads, I ask God, the Master, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to make you intelligent and discerning in knowing him personally 
your eyes focused and clear so that you can know exactly what God has called you to do. So all of this is a prayer that Paul prayed that we would have this inner revelation and insight from the Holy Spirit. And so his desire was that the Holy Spirit would flood our eyes with light on the inner man so that we would know who we are and we would know what God has called us to do. James chapter one, I'm gonna put all this together here in a minute. Put in the chat, James chapter one, verses five through eight, New King James Version. James chapter one, verses five through eight. The Bible says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask it of God, who gives liberally and generously to anyone who asks without reproach, it will be given unto them. But when you ask though, you got to ask in faith, without wavering, without doubting. Because if you doubt, you're like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and toss. Like you're like up this morning and down this afternoon. You're like up today and down tomorrow. <clears throat> you're excited in church, but by Thursday, you're in unbelief again. And so, you know, like you're unstable. Verse seven says, let not this man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded and unstable in all his ways. A person who is double-minded is unstable, will not receive anything. A double-minded man will not receive anything from God. He is double-minded. He has two minds. He's unstable. He, he's saying, he's praying one thing, but he believes something else. Come on, I'm going somewhere, y'all. He's praying one thing, but he believes something else. He, he, they multiplied, the, the, the bread was multiplying in their hands. And in that moment, they were like, God can feed anybody. God can do all things. God is our source. Look at your neighbor say, God is our source. God, we will never lack for food. God feeds thousands of people with loaves of bread. And, and, oh my God, God is amazing. And a few minutes later, they were like, what are we going to do? They are double-minded. And if you're double-minded, you are unstable in all your ways. What does this mean for you today? I have two things to share with you on the Saturday morning. I mean, on this Friday morning, I'm already thinking about Saturday. Um, listen, all of this was the introduction to set up to get to now the teaching. Two major points for you this morning. I've been talking about the Holy Spirit. I've been talking about the miracles, all of this stuff. Let me try to put a bow on it as we go into the weekend. You ready? Two things. All right, here we go. Number one, Jesus was frustrated with his disciples, his personal staff, because they were double-minded. Okay, what does it mean to be double-minded? I will attempt to explain. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to take my time. James teaches us that if anyone lacks wisdom, wisdom, what is wisdom? Wisdom is the, is the practical application of knowledge. But as within the context of God, what is wisdom? Wisdom is God's ways, God's ways of doing things. Lord, I need wisdom. What am I saying? Lord, I want to know how you want me to address this situation. Lord, I need wisdom. What am I saying? Lord, what are your ways? What is your way of addressing whatever I need to address? So the wisdom of God are the ways of God, his ways above our ways, his thoughts above our thoughts. Lord, give me your thoughts. Lord, give me your ways. Give it to me by your spirit so that I would know. James says, if you ask God for wisdom, he generously and freely gives this type of wisdom to anybody who asks. However, stop. He must ask in faith without wavering, without a doubt, because the person who comes to God and asks, and they're saying one thing, but they believe something else. They have two minds. They are double-minded, 
And that's why they could say amen in church, but live completely differently outside of church. They can say amen when the preacher's preaching, but they don't, they don't live that way on Thursday night or Friday night. Why? Because they're double-minded. And the Bible says you are unstable in all of your ways. And so there's no congruency. Your audio doesn't match your video. And so you're saying one thing with your lips, but Jesus said they believe something else in their heart. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And here's the danger. You will not receive anything from God. <laughs> like when you come to God, Lord, how do I do you? Show me your ways. Show me your will. Show me. What? No, don't think that you're going to receive if that's all you're saying with your lips, but you don't believe that in your heart. The person who asks, but is wavering, is double-minded, is always changing their minds. Why? Because they are not congruent on the inside with their conscious and their subconscious minds are thinking different things. So let me explain. So this is why you could say one thing in a moment, but then act another way in another moment, which is exactly what the disciples did. Jesus was frustrated because he was like, wait a minute, we just finished feeding 4,000 men, right? Y'all remember when we did the 5,000? Yes, Lord. Y'all remember when we did the 4,000 just now? Yes, Lord. Why are you complaining about bread? Well, a few minutes ago, Lord, when we were handing out bread, yes, in that moment, we believe God is our source. In that moment, yes, we were saying amen. Oh, glory. We were handing out and we were saying amen to what you were doing. In that moment, we believe that God would never allow us to be in lack. In that moment, we believe that as food, where food is concerned, no, we never have a problem with food. Look at your neighbor say, I will never have a problem with food. Look at your other neighbor say, God is my source. In that moment, we were doing all that. But when we walked away and now we're not conscious anymore and now our subconscious kicks in, we were like, what are we going to do? We only have one loaf of bread. And this was driving Jesus nuts. Like, I mean, like you, so let me, let me explain. We have a conscious mind and we have a subconscious mind. We have a conscious mind where we think conscious thoughts. When I say, say amen, you're saying amen consciously, but subconsciously you're programmed deep down on the inside to believe a certain way. This is why you can come to God. You can come to church. I could teach you one thing. And in the moment, everybody gets caught up in the moment. You run to the altar and the power of God, and you have this supernatural experience. But then when you leave, you go back to living the same way that you were living before because you haven't really been changed on the inside. All I was doing was addressing your conscious mind, but you have to meditate and medicate on God's word day and night to really be changed deep down on the inside. So we all have conscious thoughts, and we also have subconscious beliefs. And so our subconscious remembers everything. Our subconscious is programmed by what? By our life experiences, because you are a product of your environment. You are. So your whatever environments you experience, I, I, I experienced some things in Brooklyn that, that helped me make me who I am. I'm a son of immigrants. That helped make me who I am. I was in the army for 25 years. That helped make me who I am. So all of my experiences helped develop my subconscious programming, right? So I got my experiences. My education helps me to develop my subconscious programming. What was I taught, 
right? What was I taught at home? My, my, my training, my home training that helps to develop my subconscious programming. And then after all of that, what am I being taught in, in church from the word of God? All of that comes and it develops my subconscious programming. Now, and the, and the credible authority figures I have in my life. So I have some people that I've given license to speak into my life. Not everybody's words matter, but there are a few people in my life that their words matter. So when I take my education, my life experiences, and the credible authority figures that I've allowed to speak into my life, and then I take, of course, the word of God and what I get at church from my pastor, all of that helps to my inner programming be programmed however it's programmed. Now, consciously in the moment, I could say amen to anything. But until my inner programming is changed, then deep down on the inside, my heart is not saying amen. My lips may be saying amen, but my heart is not saying amen. So the double-minded man is a person who believes one thing with their conscious mind, but deep down on the inside, at a subconscious level, they really don't believe that. And because that person is that way, until their subconscious mind changes, they are fundamentally conflicted. And so this is why, you know, I'm trying to get you to believe, I'm trying to get you, like, for example, I'll just use a, a natural example, uh, something that you could probably understand. Let's say there's a young girl in church, and, and, and let's say that a parent says, hey, I need you to talk to my daughter. What's the matter? She's battling depression. I talked to her. What's going on, baby? You know, she doesn't believe that she's beautiful. The Lord says, the Lord, this has happened to me at the altar many times. Uh, um, hey, sweetie, you know you're beautiful, right? The girl starts crying. You know the Lord loves you, right? The girl starts crying. Okay, listen, may the peace of God overtake you. May the love of God overtake you. The girl is ministered to. The power of God can hit. She might even fall down on the floor. All of that is good. But when we leave, if that girl doesn't matter, how did she get to the state of depression? You don't get to depression in a few minutes. You get to depression because you thought about it for hours and days and weeks. And so if you meditate and medicate on something bad that long, you're going to feel terrible. And then you're going to become a prisoner in your own mind. Well, that's not going to, unless, of course, God can do anything. But for the most part, that's not going to change in one, you come to the altar, I lay hands on you. That's not going to change. What was going to change is you got to meditate and medicate on God's word day and night. It took you a while to get to that negative state. You're going to have to meditate and medicate on the word of God to change your state or deep down on the inside. Now you could change in the moment. Say, say you're beautiful. I'm beautiful. Say God loves me. God loves, okay. Yeah. You could change in the moment, but that's conscious. We got to address your subconscious deep down on the inside, because if we don't, you will always be conflicted. So there are people that say, you know, we say, Hey, say God is my source. God is my source. But if you were raised in poverty, like Isabella and I were raised in poverty, then for years, we were conflicted. We were tithing. We were giving offering, but we didn't believe that God was our source. We would say, look at your neighbor, say, God is, God is my source. Hey, glory, all of that. But we didn't believe it deep down on the inside. And if you don't believe it deep down on the inside, then you're conflicted. And if you're conflicted, then this stuff is not going to work. Like faith doesn't work like that. And so, so you got to renew your mind deep down on the inside. Well, now, for example, now I know God is my source. Tithing is not an issue for us. Giving is not a, no, I know God is my source. And so when something happens, I never think twice about, oh, what are we going to do? No, financially, God is our source. God's got us. So God is good. And so, so I have 
now my inner man has been transformed, been renewed. I, I have no concern about that. Okay, let's talk about healing. Somebody comes up and, and, and they, they're battling a real sickness, like a life-threatening disease. And we're talking about the power of God is here to heal. And so does it happen? Yeah, I've seen God, God heal many times. But a lot of times what happens is somebody comes in and their cousin brought them to church or something. And these persons, they, they, they really don't believe. And so we're now we're trying to get them to believe. And in that moment, they might believe one thing. But if they're really, they've been programmed to think that this is it, like this disease is the end of them. Then when they leave the church, no matter how amazing they felt in that moment, they go right back to it. Why? Because deep down on the inside is the subconscious mind. So on a subconscious level, you, you have to be renewed. You have to be changed. You will not access what God wants you to access until you are truly you, you are transformed through renewing of your mind, not just your conscious mind, but your subconscious mind. Jesus was frustrated because the disciples were experiencing these miracles where it came to food. And a few minutes later, they were complaining about not having enough food. Jesus was like, yeah, you guys are double-minded. Jesus was frustrated. God wants you now. You're like, okay, well, Rick, how do I change? Okay, thank you. Thank, thank you for the question. I'm glad you asked. You change deep down on the inside by meditating and medicating on God's word day and night. This is why it's not something that can happen just like that. You got to think this is something that it takes time, but you got to meditate and medicate on God's word day and night. You got to get the written word through your eye gates, get it down in your heart, get the written word through your ear gates, get it down in your heart. Then you got to meditate and medicate on it. Then you got to believe what God believes about you. And then take the things that God gave you, like the insight, the rhema words, the, the vision, the dream, all of that, that God spoke to you, write it down, go in your prayer closet, think about it, have a vision board, look at your vision board, meditate and medicate on it. Why, why are all these things important? Because it, why are the books, I did the two books on affirmations, open up the affirmations book, say this out loud. Say it. You, you, your heart needs to hear your own voice. Say the word of God over your life and then let the words come back through your ears. Get down in your heart. Why is all of this important? Because it's, it's programming you on a subconscious level to believe God. It's programming you on a subconscious level so that when something does bad happen, you get an email. Oh my God, a doctor's report, a financial statement. In, in the moment, because you've been changed on the inside, you're not freaking out. As soon as you get it, uh, 10 years ago, this would have, oh my God, you would have been pulling your hair out. But now when you get it, you're like, oh, okay, this is going to be a great testimony. Let's see what God is going to do. You know why? Because you've been changed deep down on the inside. Not You're not just dealing with the, the, you're not trying to believe God on a conscious level. You already believe God on a subconscious level. So God wants you to see yourself the, the way he sees you. God wants you to believe what he believes about you. And he wants this to happen deep down on the inside. Say amen to that. Put this in the chat. Say, I am changed on a subconscious level. We got to change deep down on a subconscious level. I'm not changed. I'm not just going to change consciously. I want my subconscious programming to be changed to where now my internal settings are like, boom, set to heaven. My internal settings are like, I believe God. So no matter what happens, man, I believe God. God's got us. You look at your wife and say, babe, God's got us. We got this in. Your wife comes to you and be like, oh, babe, I don't know. I don't, I can't take this. Oh, I feel over. Stop. Hold on for a minute. God's got us, girl. You know, you know that you, you ain't talking like who you are. Like, stop for a moment. Do you remember who you are? Let's walk over to this mirror. Say this. Open up your mouth and say, as Jesus is, so am I in this world. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me come to myself. Let me remind myself. Let the Holy Ghost minister to me. Wait a minute. I'm a king's kid. Oh, glory. I'm a royal priest. Wait a minute. I'm a, I'm a, 
chosen generation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above only. And I, wait, hold on for a minute. I lost my mind for a minute. Let me get my mind back. I'm the winner, not the loser. I'm the victor and never the victim. God is on me, in me, with me, and for me. There's no way I can lose. The only way I can lose is if I quit and there's no quit in me. Come on. You got to high five yourself. Minister to yourself. Go over to the mirror and preach to yourself. Say amen to that. Y'all got it? All right. Number two. So that was all like, you know, dealing with James and the double-minded man. Now let me deal with what uh, we read from Ephesians and then we'll close. Number two, God gave us his spirit so that we would know, so that we would know what he's called us to do. So the father never intended for you to live your life as a mere man. Put this in the chat. I am not a mere man. You're not a mere man. God never intended for you to live your life once you're born again as just a mere man. You are not a mere human. You're born from above. God gave you a spirit so that you would know. God gave you a spirit so that you can perceive and receive and believe all the things that he believes about you. God gave you his spirit so that you can get downloads from heaven. So God never intended for you to do life without him. God gave you his spirit so that you could have spiritual clarity and supernatural focus. Put this in the chat. Say, I have spiritual clarity and supernatural focus. My eyes are flooded with light. I'm able to see. I have clarity. I have focus. I have spiritual perception. I'm able to perceive the things of God. I'm able to believe the things of God. Yeah, yeah. Before you got born again, you probably thought of God as some despondent, disconnected, distant God. No, no, no. But now you're born again and the Holy Ghost is revealing to you that God is a loving, caring, and sharing Heavenly Father. You are his child and he knows you by name and he planned your life from the foundations of the world. And so now you get to walk with him on a daily basis. Why? Because you have the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit is your direct connection to the Father. He speaks to you spirit to spirit. God is a spirit. He's not sensual. He's not dealing with your body through senses. He's dealing with you spirit to spirit. He is spiritual, not sensual. So you're getting downloads from God through the Holy Spirit. Your mind is open. Your conscious mind is open to the things of God and you're meditating consciously so much that your subconscious is being transformed. That you're meditating consciously so much on what God is saying to you that your subconscious programming is being changed. And so now you're being changed to believe God. And now you believe that you can do anything. And yet you believe that you are not moved. You are not double-minded. You are not unstable. You are a man or woman of God. You are living by faith. Faith is about, the faith is not about you persuading God. Faith is what happens when God persuades you. But it's hard for you to be fully persuaded when you're conflicted. Put this in the chat. Say, I will not be conflicted anymore. It's hard to be fully persuaded when you're conflicted. But but you don't have, say this by faith. Say, I, I no longer have internal conflicts. I no longer have internal conflicts. Now on the inside, I'm going to deep down in my subconscious, I believe God. Deep down in my subconscious, I'm believing God on a subconscious level. So I'm no longer internally conflicted. I'm a believer and not a doubter. I walk by faith and not by fear. I have no doubt. Listen, I believe God in faith without a doubt without wavering. that There's no wavering in me. I'm not like a wave of the sea. I'm not wishy-washy. I'm not one thing on Sunday and something else on Tuesday. No, no, no. I am steadfast, unmovable, consistent. Why? Because there's no longer a conflict in me. My inner man and my conscious man, we both believe God. Say amen to that. Oh man, I'm telling you that there was a lot there. This is a message you might need to listen to again. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Now, this is important. What we're about to do, and we do this every day, 
Your spirit needs to hear your mouth, your soul, declare the word of God over your own life. Nobody's voice matters more in your life than your own voice. So when your spirit and your soul hears your voice, declare the word of God, and it comes out of your mouth and gets back through your ears, gets down in your heart, it's sealing the deal. So speak this over your life in faith. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I declare that the eyes of my understanding are flooded with light. Woo. I am able to see your truth. You give me inner illumination from the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. I then meditate and medicate on what you reveal to me. I think about your written word all day long. I also think about what you reveal to me in the spirit. And the more I meditate and the more I medicate on your word, the more my conscious and subconscious minds are renewed. I declare that I'm changed deep down on the inside and I'm changed forever. My heart is set to the things above. So I enter this day with boundless optimism because you have boundless power and your, your commitment to me is unwavering. Knowing this, I can boldly declare greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Now, Monday, I'm going to have another one. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, man, this was good, y'all. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes. You get the notes for free. Why not sign up? Get all my notes for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Do me a favor. Go into the chat. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. And then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Uh, for, for those that are on the Patreon, God has been giving me additional things to share about this. Listen, I, I, I'm, I've never heard, like I've never taught on this before. I'm teaching on now because that's what God gave me. But this is, this is some, some stuff that really, I, I've been thinking about this for days. And the more I think about it, the more I know that this is, this is the heart of God for right now. This is what I'm teaching on. Now, next week, we'll see whatever God gives me to teach. Have an amazing weekend. I love you. God loves you more. The best is yet to come for you. I'll see you on Monday morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, we have several books and products on rickpina.co. These are products designed to help you grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have apparel there that will help you represent the grace life. Thank you so much for being a blessing to us. And we pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you. 